Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Home Record Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Monique, how are you? I'm super wicked awesome. Great. How are you? I'm fantastic as always, and we're joined with a special guest this week. We've got the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Well, he's not just the kingpin. He's the kingpin. It's Brian Malonis. He'll always be the kingpin to us, but you're forgetting he is a Ring of Honor superstar, right? You're a superstar. I guess, yes. You, I don't know. Well, I, th- I think in Ring of Honor, we actually say wrestler. We can use the word wrestler. See? Okay. Well, so there you go. You've always been a superstar to me, Brian. Uh, thank you, Money. It's our good buddy, Brian Malonis, the kingpin. Al Hello. May, Al may know me from when he was uh, looking up at the lights when I was pinning him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that was the intro I was going to give him. The guy that beat me all the time, Brian Malonis. That was. I'm not returning any favors, <laughs> you know. Well, you guys have a history, too. <laughs> Big business, right? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did all that stuff, too. That's right. You guys did. Yep. So many yeah, memories. Big, big business. Right. <laughs> Big business, buddy. Tremendous. Oh, yeah. So, oh, Brian, how are you doing? Thank you for being on today. I'm good. I'm I'm bored as hell. Um, really? You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, wow. You, you know, to go from uh, you know, kind of, I still work a nine to five job. So to, I, I wish it was only nine to five, but work work that job, be a dad, enrolled in school traveling all the time for wrestling and then all of a sudden life just comes to the screeching halt and I don't even have to leave the comfort of my home to go to work anymore so yeah it's wild right yeah now. yeah it's pretty crazy how are you doing at home with the kids uh, my son uh, he's four Michael you guys know him uh, he tried to flush an apple down the toilet today <laughs> oh no um, so Tremendous. yeah that's how it's going <laughs> that's how it's going I mean I feel bad for them they're going stir crazy kids don't understand especially yeah. him you know it's, you can't really explain this stuff to them so they, they just know like hey everything we, we like to do we can't go do we're just kind of stuck in the house so it's just trying to find stuff to keep them occupied and happy and yeah, not kill each other and hopefully neither one of us will kill them so me and, me and Steph so <laughs> there you go yeah. What are we doing today? Trying not to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it really, it's it's funny when you think about um, all the things you take for granted and do in life, and the freedom just to go anywhere you want and do anything you want and fly anywhere you want, and then all of a sudden, like, I can't do any of that, and I'm just sitting in the house. So it's yeah. it's wild. I, this is the the most unprecedented situation of our lifetimes for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Brian, I want to ask you, for you, not just only as a Ring of Honor wrestler, but as a person, what are you doing to help contribute to others during this trying time? Um, (laughs) I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. She was messing with you, by the way. (laughs) Stay home. (laughs) There you have it. No, I was just messing with you. We know that everyone's like... I mean, I haven't heard stories like people are dropping their kids off at the hospital because they can't yeah. deal with them. Yeah. They're like, we, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't reached that point yet. It's more just like get up, your room. Get, up, yeah. get up in your room. Yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? What made you think that was a good idea? Those types of questions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think every parent listening right now That's or watching is yeah. like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you get the ask, why did you flush that apple down the toilet? I don't know. 
Oh, great. Yeah. great. Think yeah. of it as a science experiment for homeschooling. There you go. <laughs> right? There you go. Sure. Yeah, what happens when you flush like the that. apple? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Good. Always so, finding the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about stuff like Disneyland and Disney World closing? Being a big Disney I, fan. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's depressing. It's like there's uh there's no escape. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's wild to see the pictures of it just empty and it's sitting there. I saw they're, they're losing something like $40 million a day oh, wow. um, oh, that in about revenue, right. which yeah. makes you think about like how much revenue those places pump out. And, yep. and you just, I mean, it's, it's wild to think about like how much is sh- everything shut down. Yeah. Theme parks, sports, just everything is just like yeah. come to a, come to a screeching halt. And it's, uh, Jesus, I mean, I never thought I'd see something like this where um, I think the last time they closed maybe was like 9-11 or something like that. I think I think last I think time so. Disney World just completely ceased operation. That was, I think, for a day or two. Yeah. It wasn't even like a long, long um, period of time. So this, I mean, this might be months that uh, that they're closed down. So it's, uh, I mean, but I, I get it. It's, it's necessary. It's, you know, there is no such thing as social distancing um, when you go to Disney World. Um, True. True. Imagine if they just let one family in the park at a time. How awesome that would be, like having the oh, whole park to yourself. How sick would that be, right? I mean, I would love to be there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be tremendous. Nobody, nobody, uh, yeah. you know, I don't even need to go on the rides. Just turn on the lights for me and I'll just sit there. Well, and I was just thinking um, <laughs> vacation when they go to Wally World and it's closed yeah. and the, <laughs> the Griswolds just go. It's like they have the entire park to themselves. That That's social distancing, right? If they just yeah, do one well, family well, at a time. Like, yeah. We'll make uh, Crockett play the role of John Candy in, uh, in our version of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tremendous. Nice. Yeah. With Disney and being such a big Disney fan, what do you know about the mysterious Club 33? Do you know anything about it? Um, not a tremendous. Is that, is that like the supposed like secret club? Is that, is that that Disneyland, though? I don't know like if it's, it's Disneyland like or Disney special- World. <laughs> Yeah, it's like supposed to be. You have to like pay a ridiculous amount of money to get into this club, and I think Jamie is in Club Thirty. I was gonna say, didn't we just see our I friend Jamie post something about yes, that? I think he's in it. I've I've never asked him about it, but I, I'm pretty sure that he's a member. It's something like seventy grand a year or something like that to be part of this club, and I don't know if you get special meals or I don't know what you get. I have no idea. Wow. But yeah, there's there's like a, a pretty stiff price tag that you have to pay to be part of this <laughs> club. Well, even being the mega star that I that I am in the world of professional <laughs> wrestling, I, I say that uh, not with a ounce of sarcasm. <laughs> right. No, we know uh, you're saying you stay humble. My tax bracket. <laughs> no, yeah. we know just you're just being just humble. Coach, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's seventy thousand dollars a year? I think that's what it, is. it might be less. It might be more. I don't know. But I, I'm. It's it's pretty steep it's a pretty steep price tag to be part of this club and it's just all rumors and speculation as to what you get if you're part of this club 33 you get to see uh walt disney's cryogenically frozen body i think tremendous <laughs> oh, I, all right yeah i mean that's worth I it pay, yeah i was gonna say i paid for that yeah <laughs> it'd totally be worth it actually that'd be, yeah. that'd, that'd be wild <laughs> right <laughs> now what what have you been doing aside from just sitting around like how are you passing time with the family right now what are you guys doing? 
Yeah, I mean, we're watching a lot of movies. Um, my, you know, my daughter's eight. Uh, literally uh, an hour ago, we started watching Stranger Things. She's been very enthralled with Stranger Things. Nice, that's awesome. So I was like, all right, all right, we'll give, we'll give it a try. I mean, I think of the. I mean, you, we're all roughly the same age, the three of us. And I think of the things I watched by the time I was her age. And I'm way more conservative with things. Like, I st- we started watching The Goonies. And I think after the first swear, I was like, oh, nope, we're going to shut that <laughs> off. And I'm like, I probably had watched The Goonies a hundred times by, by the time I was eight years old. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. But, yeah, I think, I mean, for her, too. It's a little easier with her. She's eight. She can occupy herself. She has schoolwork. She can take her dance classes virtually. A lot of our time is spent just trying to occupy the little guy, you know, and trying not to get him to jump off furniture and, you know, <laughs> break things and just, you know, we, we, we just bought a house. So uh, we're trying not to get him to smash up the house, uh, you know, is, uh, is, a, is a chore in itself. Right. It's what boys do, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, tell that to my daughter because she doesn't appreciate a lot of uh, Michael's antics. <laughs> and she's eight now. Oh my gosh! Wow! Yeah. yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, time flies. Wild man. I know. Wild. I mean, I think I think back to um, I don't even know if you remember this, but this was like us, me and you, me and you, Al, talking. I think Monique. I don't even know if you had even started to come around chaotic yet at hmm. this point. Uh, I'm unsure of timelines, but me and you, it was in Derry. It was actually right down the road from my house, walking distance from my house, and us just having a conversation literally about these types of things, getting married, having children, things like that. And I don't know why this conversation sticks in my head, but it just it's so wild and fast forward however long later. And it, it, I mean, yeah. in some instances, it feels like it was yesterday. In some instances, it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean crazy how quick time flies huh and just <laughs> it sure does i mean i yeah it's that's yeah that's crazy just thinking about that because it does it's weird with me with wrestling I, I haven't been involved in it now for a while and when people bring up stuff like this to me i'm like oh yeah okay yeah it's like once i left it i kind of stopped thinking about everything really and like i've forgotten a lot of stuff as far as like stuff that i used to do in wrestling i've forgotten a lot of it but like the thing that I miss the most though is like the conversations that we've had, like, you know what I mean? Not, not just you and I, but everybody. Like yeah. I miss the conversation. Yeah. I miss like seeing all the guys and the camaraderie that was there. Like there's, I've never found anything like that, and I'm not aware of anything like that anywhere else. The kind of camaraderie that's there with with pro wrestlers. Yeah, it's a weird bond. I mean, it's. Uh I mean, it's the funny, you know, everybody knows the deal with pro wrestling. You're trying not to hurt each other. Pro wrestling is also in a weird sense. Uh, the more comfortable you are with somebody, the better friends you are, the harder you hit each other. Because right. uh, yep. you know it's cool. You know, you know you're going to be cool yep. afterwards. But it's, yeah, the camaraderie in the locker room, the just being around the guys. Uh, the ability, I, I don't think in all my other kind of walks of life, I'll see people from high school that I haven't seen in a long time. The conversation will be awkward, and I'm trying to get out of it uh, rather quickly with the bond in wrestling you go five six years without seeing somebody and pick up with them you know like that like like you just were talking five minutes ago yeah yeah it's it's so strange how it's like that but i mean yeah if i talk to somebody that i haven't spoke to in a long time yeah it's just like oh okay pick up right where you left off it's the weirdest thing it's the weirdest thing but like yeah like you were saying though if if i've seen somebody from like high school it's kind of one of those like Oh hey, hey, what's what's that? it's real awkward, you know? But like people yeah. from wrestling, it's like hey, hey, what's up, man? How you been? How you doing? You know? It's just and, and, and if you get people from high school, you give them that big 
Well, yeah, yeah, I'll see yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, pretty wild, but yeah. Well, know. for me, when I was at Chaotic, I just, I've said it before, but I went because I thought like, oh, you go and you learn moves, you learn how to do things. And I didn't understand what everything really was. And then you get to know all the people and they're such for the most part, the majority of people are so wonderful. And it's like they become a part of your family. And yeah. yeah. So yeah. now I'm like, I miss I think, everybody. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think when I think about my life now and the people who are in my life and my friends, it, it all um, it all really revolves around wrestling. It, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, I think of it now, I'm 38 now. I started when I'm 19. So I'm literally at a point where right about half of my life has been spent in the, in the pro wrestling business, which is wild to think about because I can, some days it feels like a lifetime ago, but in other ways, it's like, man, I, I can remember things from, I can't remember what I had for lunch today, but 50, I can remember things that happened 15 years ago. Not so much matches. I forget matches. People tell me about a match and all big matches. I remember, but just like the standard kind of like, oh, you know, random Friday night at the PAV. I probably don't remember. But there'll be conversations like the one you know I, just, I referenced that we had, or situations, or you traveling to Littleton, New Hampshire, or silly things like that that you just remember and hold on to, and it's. Uh, you know, it's been a really cool experience. And this, what's this situation has taught me that I am totally nowhere near ready to give this up because I miss it so much <laughs> right now. Oh, I was getting, I was going to ask you that too. Like, are you getting withdrawals yet? Or have you had the, but it sounds like you have. Oh yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> I, I definitely, um, you know, I, I mean, just missing going traveling and, you know, I think about how long it took me to get to the point where, you know, I'm getting flown places to get to this point in my career. And I'm like, this, you know, a freaking virus is like putting it on pause right now of all things. Like, right. I mean, there are silver, you know, there are silver linings. There are good things. Like, uh, I mean, I'm pretty banged up as you can, I'm sure you, you know, very, you know, very well. Yep. My back is in really bad shape. My foot, my foot is, uh, is, is in pretty rough shape, but this is, you know, I'm trying to use this time now to I'm seeing a chiropractor starting yoga, you know? So if we have two or three months off, you know, well, I have to get my ring, my ring shape back up. Yeah, right. Um, I, I won't have to, you know, hopefully I'll be in a much better place physically as far as just like, you know, being able to get out of bed and not be in pain sort of sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Pain is stupid. Yeah. Pain sucks. That, that Yeah. That I don't miss. <laughs> that I don't miss at all. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's insane. We think about it because like. Everything is just shut down. Like like we said before, Disney World, all sports, everything. Going back to wrestling, now WrestleMania is coming up. It's, is it next week or is it? It's not this week. It's next week, right? This is the last. I guess, week I guess it depends on when this episode drops, but I think it's uh, we're recording on a Sunday. It's yeah. next weekend. Next week. Next okay, weekend. so okay. a week from. Okay, got it. All right. They're doing it in front of no people. What do you think yeah, of that? It's it's weird to me. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't just postpone it, I guess. I don't really quite understand that. But, I mean, I'm sure there's there's very good reasons. I mean, in a way, I'm sure they really are trying to do a good thing and and keep people, um, you know, entertained and give them something. They're really the only entertainment product out there right now that's still producing new content, along with, like, AEW. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to criticize anybody. I don't think there's any – in situations like this, there's no right or wrong like you, nobody knows really what to do. Even the doctors, like you see well-respected doctors and experts 
their their opinions of this are all over the board. <laughs> like so, yeah. nobody knows what to do. Yeah. So there is no right or wrong. But me personally, for me, I'm truly grateful that I work for a company, Ring of Honor, that has said, "Hey guys, stay home." You know, they're not going to bring us down to, you know, Ring of Honor has a great facility in Baltimore um, that they could they could certainly film um, new content from. But they've said stay at home, you know. So I I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, you know. Well, sometimes I'm ready to, you know, I'm sick of looking at the same walls and um, sick of seeing the same three people that I all love dearly. I love them all dearly. <laughs> Everybody needs their space. But uh, no, I'm, and all kidding aside, I'm truly grateful that they're not asking me to get on airplanes and do those sorts of things. And I feel like, uh, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of, I don't know how much you guys keep up with it. I know you both kind of removed from the wrestling business, but there's a lot of crap out there about Ring of Honor. And then there was a few months ago, but, you know, it, Ring of Honor does, does right by us all the time. You know, so I, I can say that I'm truly grateful um, the way they've handled this situation. We'll talk more about that crap later, yeah. off air. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we stop yes. recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, w- when I heard that they're still going through with WrestleMania, at first I was like, really? Like everything else is closing down, but this is going to happen. And I remember they were, I think they were the first event that went on after 9/11 as well. I think it yeah. was like a SmackDown taping yeah. or something like that. The show will go on. Yeah. So I think that I like. Mean, nothing, for, nothing for nothing. You got to figure Vince McMahon's probably getting some pretty good firsthand information based on who the president of the United States is. I was thinking that too. And I figured that that must have something to do with why they're going through with things too. I, I mean, we obviously we don't know, but you can speculate. But yeah, I just, I thought that that was weird that they were going to go through that and then have it in front of no fans. So I haven't, full disclosure, I haven't watched any of the shows at all for like the last couple months. So I haven't seen any of the empty arena shows that they've been putting on. So I have no idea. But I am, we are going to watch WrestleMania. We decided we're going to actually watch WrestleMania. I was debating it. I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of curious how what they're going to do, how they're going to pull this off, how it's going to come off in front of no people. Yeah. Well, I was sad because they were going to do it in Tampa and they were having this pirate theme. So obviously I was excited because I'm like, oh, pirates. And I was wondering if they were going to do anything with it. And I'm like, probably not because it's not there anymore. I was kind of bummed out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because, I mean, you think of WrestleMania, you think of huge stadium, glitz and glamour, surprise appearances. You think of this grandiose, like, presentation, but it's, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, mean, kudos to them for trying to put on something. I will say me, and maybe it's because, you know, uh, I'm in the wrestling business and, I mean... You both know you've both performed in this business. It's you feed off of the live crowd like you, whether it's 150 people in the Polish American Veterans Club or it's 70,000 people at a football stadium. You feed off the energy. You feed off the crowd. I mean, you see you can see it with the performers. They are naturally doing things to feed off the crowd just out of natural instinct. And there's no crowd. So. I'm grateful that I'm, although I will say a lot of our early days on the indies probably would have prepared us well for, for empty <laughs> arena matches. That's true. That's very true. That's very, what, what's, what's the least amount of people you ever worked in front of? Do you know the number offhand? It's, it's under 10. Um, okay. It's under 10. Yeah. It's, it's like seven or eight. Um, the only paying fans were my wife, Steph. And I, I don't even know that we were married yet and her brother. And that's because I made them pay because there were literally no paying bands and I made, I made them pay the rest of it was all just like, 
a couple guys that brought their girlfriend or something. Right. It, it was awful. Yeah. Tremendous. Were you going to say No, something? I was going to say, because I, re- I am a listener of the WPAN, which has kind of on an extended hiatus, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you actually talking about that somewhat recently. I thought it was. Or was it on another podcast that you and Jimmy were on? Okay. (laughs) Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way. That might have been the podcast, yes. Yes. It might have been. It's a lot to say. I have to process all the words so I don't mess it up when I talk. There was another one that I main evented with with Mike Bennett about, oh my God, this is... (sighs) 2003 2004 somewhere in there probably 2003 ish it was like a sunday afternoon george carroll ran the show against a patriots game on a sunday afternoon <laughs> and there was like 15 people there so you know we me and mike bennett really packed the house uh, back then <laughs> well done well done that's great sometimes yeah. you know you well, gotta make do with what you have yeah. that's all you can do yeah i drove to <laughs> west virginia one time and wrestled in front of three people in West Virginia, three people. Hey, they're small, but they were loud. They right? were loud. They were there for everything. It's so And funny. it was outdoors, and it was raining. Oh, no. And they had like this slick vinyl-type canvas. It wasn't a canvas. It was like a vinyl covering. on. Have you? Ever, I'm sure you've wrestled in something like that before. Yep. yep. And you know how, how slippery those get when you know guys sweat and baby oil and whatever gets on there? Well, yeah. it was raining. And yeah, it was wow. fun. So yeah, that's that's probably my least amount of people in a crowd story. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking about when I used to go to shows and bands would play and there was like nobody there, kind of <laughs> probably equating to the same. Because when I, when I joined Chaotic, shows were pretty, like there's always a good amount of people at the shows. Yeah, I feel like Chaotic, I mean, for the last, uh, as long as I've been there, right to right now even with a change in ownership and i feel like it's it's always been that 150 200 people yeah. type of thing consistently always yeah you know a couple outliers here and there but they, they draw they've drawn a consistent crowd for you know close to 20 years now so yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak to being at a show that had few people there's nothing like it <laughs> I, I was like definitely it. part of one uh jamie there was a there was a um this is like in like a january february type of time there was a blizzard jamie still decided to run the show i wrestled it was big build up to me versus john walters so i get my big match with hurricane john walters which i was at the time i was very excited about i was um was very young and john was uh in ring of honor cutting his teeth you know very popular guy and just a fantastic worker and there's probably like 15 20 people there uh, because we ran in a blizzard and nobody's going to drive out in a blizzard to see independent wrestling so. right Aww. well we'll move on from that but yeah so i guess that's next week and it's two days it's not one day right they're doing two days of this yeah yeah i think it's a great move i mean the one thing that's kind of cool i guess you know like my, my son really really likes wrestling my daughter couldn't care less but uh but i mean with, with having two days with the circumstances, this will be the first time, you know, as a big wrestling fan, I've seen every WrestleMania, you know, yeah. my entire, you know, every one they've had, I've, I've, I've watched and probably all but the first two I watched live. So, um, it'll be cool to sit down with him for the first time together and do like a father son thing of us watching, you know, WrestleMania together. I mean, whether, no matter what wrestling company you work for, <laughs> 
I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about you know, my love of it, but, you know, something, I mean, th- 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 pretty cool. You know, sit down and, and watch WrestleMania with him for the first time. And he's only four. He'll never remember it. I'm sure I will. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Now let's uh, change gears a little bit. Okay, please. So Alex and I were talking before we started this conversation, and we want to know, what are your thoughts on aliens? <laughs> it's fu- you know it's funny. I- I've had actually a pretty in-depth conversation with Al before about about this. We've talked about UFOs. I don't know if you remember this conversation. No. Um, but I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. I mean, here, here's the thing. I think. Um, I think as I think there's a lot of human arrogance. Um, so we think of aliens, we think of things in our image, we think of upright walking, maybe they, you give them a different shaped head and things like that, but largely they have four limbs, they walk, they communicate through a mouth, they have a mouth, but and if you think about it, an alien could be a single-celled organism. I mean, if it came from another planet and it's living, that's an alien. Um, I think, you know, when you think of the vastness of the universe, which, by the way, is the most terrifying thing ever (laughs) is uh there has to be something else out there there has to be we know we know of inhabitable planets we just always look for things that are in our image so i think it's uh maybe there's nothing like that because maybe there's no ecosystem like ours like that that's entirely possible but you don't know what these things look like i mean we also are on a planet that the dinosaurs ruled at one point allegedly allegedly Allegedly, ruled yes Is that, oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, is that more than just like a religious thing? Yeah, part? It, yeah, oh, wow. because it's saying that the dinosaurs were a made-up thing. And when was it? What like mid eighteen hundreds? Mid eighteen hundreds. Was it like the English uh, royalty? A, yeah, royalty um, made up the dinosaurs. It was, I forget the scholar, but it was some scholar that made up the whole thing. And it was essentially just to back up the Darwinian theory of evolution. Interesting. Yeah. I like the theory that we're aliens. That uh, yes, yes. Like, like, like you know, whatever one of the meteorite or whatever that crash may be. You know, we were we were some single celled organisms on that, and then yeah. we've taken over the planet. I like that theory. That's I like that theory, theory too. Yeah, yeah and there's a theory. also a theory that the true God are actually aliens. And they came to the earth and they bred with humans. So there is an alien-human crossbred going on and that's what we are. That's what we are. Like we're yeah. created from I, aliens. I yeah. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of things like that. We're, we're a, we're, that is that the theory that we are a slave race that was put here to mine gold? That's, that's one of them. There's different ones, one? oh, but there's, there's different, all okay. different ones. All right. There's ones that they created us. Like they created the dinosaurs and they created these things and then like they wiped them out when it wasn't going well, but that they created humans. Using Aliens created dinosaurs? I've never heard that, that one before. Yeah, that was one of them and that they created humans uh, with our DNA and then they decided to put some of their, use their own DNA in with our DNA too. So there's all these different theories. All right. This, this stuff is all, I mean, it, it's funny. The, uh, one of the car rides we had, um, a, a bunch of the guys um, from Ring of Honor, Delirious, Bru- the Bruiser. I'm trying to think who else is in this car ride. Um, Mandy Leone. There's a few of us. And the entire ride, we were driving 
Jesus, it was somewhere in the Midwest. We were driving from one Midwest. I don't know. This was like last year. And it was like a four and a half hour ride. And the entire time was just like conspiracy theory talk and, and, and things of this, <laughs> of this nature. And, um, I definitely dabble. I definitely, you know, I definitely like to read about it. I like reading about the lizard people. And the, the one that blew my mind that came up there, and I'm sure you guys know it well, is like the Denver airport is some yeah. sort of like yes. weird yes. portal to like yes. another dimension or something. And the weird yeah. construction product projects and the whores. And yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with the Denver airport. Mm-hmm. A lot of weird stuff that doesn't make any why sense. Why Denver? That was my question. Why Denver of all places? But think Denver, about it. Colorado? Because what's Colorado know. have? It has mountains maybe they're building things in the mountains and underground i don't know my sister went through there and took a bunch of pictures and i mean you could find all these pictures online for the most part but she just said it was weird just just looking around because she's not really into any of that kind of stuff but she was seeing all this so she starts taking pictures and she sent them to me and i'm like you know what that is do you know what that is do you know what that symbolizes do you know and she's like what? What's what's going on? Yeah, like, it's just like weird. It's like weird murals and stuff. Yeah, yeah just, just completely just out of place. Murals, murals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just yeah. weird stuff like that. So Yeah. There's there's a lot know. of a lot of weird out there. There is. What is the weirdest <laughs> I put you guys uh, like I put it on my Twitter recently. I think you 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 gave me a re- recommendation now, but my favorite one, the one that I, I think of all the conspiracy theories that I've ever looked at, read into, the one that seems most plausible to me is the Paul McCartney being replaced we were just talking that. about that this morning yeah we were just we were about that this just morning. talking about that this morning yeah like i there's I, so much evidence on that one there is that's okay. the thing that's why when this quarantine is lifted lifted you need to come over here and sit down <laughs> in person so we can have this discussion i'm telling you yeah there's a i'm not a beatles fan i could care less about the beatles whatever never liked them never cared then I found out about this. Paul McCartney is is not really Paul McCartney anymore. He's been replaced, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, mind completely blown. See, I, and I started looking into it, and yeah, there's way too much evidence that this guy that's out there right now saying he's Paul McCartney is not Paul McCartney. And I grew up listening to the Beatles, and I love the Beatles since I was a kid. So when I heard that, I was like, it was weird because I've heard it before, but I don't think it really clicked in. When you, because when you're a kid, things don't always click in. Once right. you're an adult and you get more things, but then I was like, "Wow, I want, I want to figure this out." And then you had mentioned Billy Shears, and I was like, "I know that name. How do I know that name?" And then I'm like, "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. They, they introduced him." So I'm like, "Is that when they like introduced yeah. him? Like, because Paul was dead, yeah. and yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's supposedly what happened. yeah, right. That's the yeah. same time where yeah. they replaced Paul, right?" Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he Sorry, wrote, I'm getting way too excited. He wrote a book, <laughs> The Memoirs of Billy Shears. Well, he, he goes over the entire thing. He just lays it out for people. Just here you go. Yeah, that's what happened. Book, that's the book you recommended to yes. me. Which I, I, I want to get this and read it because I'm telling you. Of, of, all, again, of all the ones I've ever looked into, this is the one to me. I'm like, this is totally possible. This is like, this This may be real. Like, uh, and, I, and it makes you wonder, like, you make almost like hope, like, maybe this guy just comes out one day and says, hey, yeah, like, uh, yeah, that, that totally happened. Like, I don't know how wild would that oh, be? Oh, yeah, Brian, well, they would kill him before they let that happen. Come on. Well, but <laughs> but that's why he wrote the book because he wants to get it out because uh, essentially his feeling uh, because he didn't write it. It was he like told it to somebody, so he had like a co-writer, and the guy that helped him write the book said that he's tired of living his life as somebody else and people not recognizing him for all the work he did. So he wants it to come out. He wants his story to come out. And he actually got clearance from 
the higher ups, the, the shot callers of the world, whoever is behind all this stuff to go ahead and put out his story. Now, what would be the difference at this point? Like, who, who well, but mean? that's the thing. Exactly. Like, who cares at this point? Like, pretty much all the players are dead. But no, you know what you say? Who him. cares? The public, because they would have been lied to this whole but, time, but and then it opens they? up other doors for but conspiracies. Do, what else have you they? lied to us about? But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why with the whole Paul McCartney thing, if this is legit, which I think it is, and it comes out now, it's like what you said. People are going to now go, okay, they they were able to pull this off for this many years. With this big a thing, what else have they been lying to us about? What else is maybe not as it appears to be? And that that's why I always look at everything skeptically. If it's on TV or I watched a movie or whatever, always skeptical. I don't care who's saying it or what's saying it. I'm always skeptical. I, everything. Every, I, I call into question everything I've ever been taught or learned in my life now because I just feel like, not just the Paul McCartney thing, but just so much stuff has come out that it's not what we were told. Yeah. You know, like the moon yeah. landing for real. Do we, re- come on. Does anybody really believe we went to the moon <laughs> now? I believe, I, I believe that. I believe we went. You still believe we I went to know. the moon? I don't after know. All the, I don't know did, what to think. I know I mean, we did a whole episode on come it. Come on. But <laughs> I don't know. I want to believe that we did. Cause then I wonder were there alien bases and maybe they found something there. And that's why we've never gone back. Whatever. A look of disdain. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you've traveled a lot with wrestling. Have you ever been anywhere that was haunted or seen something really weird or creepy that you couldn't quite explain while you were maybe driving or staying somewhere? I, I never have in my wrestling travels. I, I would say the weirdest thing I ever experienced. It happened when I was a kid. And to this day, I still don't know, like... I still don't understand. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was somebody trying to mess with me. I It would have had to have been multiple people trying to mess with me. Um, I was in my bedroom. I was probably 11 or 12 years old. Um, I had windows on either side of the room, but far enough where, like, somebody had to run around the house to either side of them. And there was just, like, super bright light that lit up, lit up my room from one and then the other and then one and then the other and then one and then the other. And this yeah. happened for, like, 15 minutes i would say and i ran upstairs like i was paralyzed with fear while it was going on and then after it happened i ran upstairs i'm telling my parents and they're both in bed and they're like what the hell are you talking about like go back to bed i'm sure it was just a dream that's probably the weirdest thing i've ever experienced in my life i will say i'm skeptical of a lot of a lot of those things i'm skeptical but uh but cautious um i don't want to upset if, if stuff like this does exist I don't want to upset it. I don't want to piss anybody off. I live in a hundred-year-old house now, so if there's something here, I don't want to piss it off. Well, you, you, <laughs> so. I'll come by and I'll come do a cleansing. I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll help you out if anything happens. But you be like the little old woman in Poltergeist. Yes, this house <laughs> is clean. Yeah. So well, they wanted to drag me in Vegas to um, Zach Baggins. I think his name is. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He has a museum. He has like some sort of haunted museum in Vegas, and um, the, the the part of the talk of that that uh, conspiracy theory car ride I talked about was going to that, and I'm like, there's no way. It's just they're like, well, you don't believe. I'm like, I still am not going to mess with stuff. Like, I'm just not going to mess with it because if I, I'll piss something off, something will follow me home. <laughs> you know? like, and that's all you know. need, like, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, you know what? Maybe stuff exists. Maybe it doesn't. I, you know, it's one of those things, honestly, it's like, I don't know that I want to know. 
for sure. Because <laughs> like, either if if this type of you know ghosts and spirits and things don't exist, then maybe death is just it. There is nothing else. But then if they do exist, I'm just going to live in constant fear and paranoia that <laughs> something is out there. And I don't know which is worse. You're like, I don't believe in ghosts, but just in case they are real, I have nothing but respect for you guys. You know, just don't want to piss <laughs> you off. But I don't believe in you. But I respect you. It, yeah, that's fine. It's a great take. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a great Please attitude. <laughs> Please don't. Like, like, I'm not going to be playing with Ouija boards. I'm not going to be, you know, doing things that... Uh, that anger, potentially anger, anything that might be able to just, you know. Well, Ouija boards don't necessarily anger the spirits. It's you're opening a door to let spirits come in and you got to know how to get them to go back to where they came from. That's where the problems come from. Now, you have a Ouija board story. Yeah, we talked about it in a previous episode. Well, I think... Because I know Melissa has listened to all of our episodes. Just quickly retell that Ouija board story so Brian can hear it, and then he'll know that how he feels about not messing with Ouija boards is justified. It's smart, yeah. It's very smart. Go ahead, tell tell, tell it. When I was a kid, I played with Ouija boards, and I used to talk to spirits that when I thought it was spirits I was talking to. So one day a friend of mine came over and we're using the Ouija board and I decide, let's get the doll. Now, this is a doll that my meme had blessed allegedly by the Virgin Mary in Yugoslavia. It's like this town where I guess the Virgin Mary just constantly appeared. And so she, they'd have her like bless items and touch these items where she appeared. So my mommy got me this little doll from there. So I get the doll and we're using the Ouija board and we were like just being silly and messing around. And I, where we were in our basement, it's a finished basement and there was sliding mirror doors for the closet. And I look and I see that the doll if you look like in the mirror was like her face was like red and like it looked like smoke or steam was coming up. So like we're holding the doll and we're getting closer to the mirror. And like if you look at her, she looked fine. But if you looked in the mirror, her face, it was like this like like when a person's face gets red, it's not actually like red, but it's like that dark pink color. Right. And it was like smoke or steam, something coming from her. And it freaked us out so i ran upstairs i threw her in my closet and like i never took her out again because i was so freaked out <laughs> that's why you don't mess with stuff like exactly, exactly. and lesson learned you don't understand <laughs> lesson learned exactly yes yeah i never messed with ouija boards never did my, my mom was a firm believer in like all this stuff and she was like i mean she instilled the fear of god in me when it came to like ouija boards and things like that um you know, she was, you know, I, I, all my family, really, for the most part, like, uh, I, was t- I was talking to my aunt, and um, I, uh, um, just for the purpose of the story, not not for everybody to go, aw, um, <laughs> bo- both my parents have, have passed away, so I just had, like, a dream, this is probably, like, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, um, just had a dream, I must have been thinking about my mom or something, and I just had this dream where my mom was playing with uh, my daughter, like, on a swing set or something, and might have been a couple of years ago, and I'm telling my aunt about it, I was like, it was weird. It was like, it was a very vivid dream. And I don't, you know, I don't remember dreams a lot for whatever reason. I'm one of those people that I just don't remember my dreams a lot, but this one was very, like very vivid. And, um, she's like, did, did you see her face? I was like, well, yeah, we were like talking and stuff. And she is just convinced, like my mother came to visit me and that's what this was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, his mom came because she wanted to see her granddaughter. And did you ever ask your daughter if she had a dream like that? No, I never have. I mean, thankfully, we didn't. We didn't. We never had like the weird, like kid talking to the corner either type stuff. Thankfully, like. <laughs> yeah, that that does happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, don't want again. It I, does happen. I don't want to mess with that stuff, man. I don't want to mess with that stuff. That's okay. You don't. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. I figure out, you know, I'll find. I'll either find out or I won't. Someday. You know? <laughs> I think we'll, we're all going to find out or we won't unless we're Walt Disney and we are cryogenically frozen. But, you know. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, what about Bigfoot? Uh, Bigfoot. So sure. This one is interesting. So I found, so again, I've learned so much about Bigfoot. I always think Bigfoot, um, you know, like in the woods of the Pacific Northwest type of thing, which there's tons of when I went to Portland last year. Like just the Bigfoot, like uh, like memorabilia is like or merchandise is just like everywhere and like in the airport and and all and you know they're just trying to capitalize on it. But I think it's interesting. I found out recently that uh, I forget I forget the name of that this farm or ranch or something like that. Skin Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. ranch or yeah, Skinwalker yeah, yeah. Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, like, but I, I guess some of it's based on that. But talking about like Bigfoot as potentially like a like something that's that doesn't belong in our dimension. And the reason why it's so hard to find is because it only appears for short periods of time. And it's in some, only in certain places where there's a weird cross dimensional portal type thing. Like I, fascinating. Cause I'd always just thought like, Oh no, it's just this animal that, you know, maybe is just, you know, there's only a few left or I, I, I I always thought Bigfoot existed in some sense, like, but uh, um, I, that was fascinating to me. That that was a wormhole I slipped down. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's. I think we had this talk recently. Yeah. I think Bigfoot, same same as you. I think it's something that exists, but it doesn't exist here. It's got to be something that's going in and out of dimensions because we'd have found one by now. And you get tracks, but you don't get like tracks that go on for miles you get tracks they just stop that just stop you know so they're either being faked or if it's real it's it's got to be going in and out of our existence or our ethereal plane i guess yeah they're saying like they they don't even know it they don't even realize the creature doesn't even realize it it's just kind of happening and yeah um, i i will say i love the whole like multiverse theory like I don't know how many people even realize that that there's you think of it because you think of the multiverse you think of Marvel <laughs> movies but right. there's actually a, there's actually a multiverse like theory which to yeah. me is wild like like to me there's a there's a there's a version of I think there's a version of the universe where we didn't just main event uh, Cold Fury ten now we main evented a WrestleMania right you know? yeah <laughs> hey there you go absolutely well think about the different <laughs> multiverses and then throw time travel into that and how many other like multiverses it creates if that were to happen so it just goes on and on and on <laughs> time travel like still back something to the future uh, theory of time better you know? <laughs> yeah see I, I wish it existed like that but when i like because we've done a couple episodes on time travel and my feeling is that time travel does not exist because time is not a, a, a tangible thing we think of time and we look at our clocks or our watches or whatever but how can you travel through something or on something that you can't define? You can't, you know what I mean? Like you could travel on the road, you could travel in the air, but how are you going to travel through time? Because what is it? What is it? Like, what is time exactly? You know what I mean? So yeah, 
that's yeah. That's time how means I would something it. to human beings. Time, you right. know, doesn't like the concept of time is something I think unique to human beings. Like I think animals, um, you know, they know like time of the day sort of thing, but they're not looking at a calendar. They're not looking right. at like you know. Exactly. I mean, we've literally created a situation for ourselves as human beings where you can almost like count down your existence. You know, yeah, I mean, you're, well, the average life yeah. expectancy is seventy four years. I'm thirty eight. Roughly, I'm halfway through here. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, the multiverse theory, I, I like that. I dig it. I, I think it's probably real. Probably. I say everything probably. I never say anything's absolute because I don't know. But I, yeah, the time travel thing, I don't know. I don't think that would work. I just don't. Because how you can travel through it? Like, what are you, what are you traveling through? I don't through? know. So that's have, have why you maybe you're traveling. Like the, there's some Swedish scientist who is like messing with black holes and like restarted the universe. Oh, you're like talking about CERN. You're talking about CERN. You're talking is that, about the, is that, yeah, is that it's CERN. It's the, uh, the, um, the large Hadron Collider where they, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like he ended, he ended the he ended the the entire universe and cre- recreated like the Big Bang and restarted time, which is like some of the like uh, like, like the Mandela I think, effect. I think that people point to is like the election of like Donald Trump as like proof like something has changed and something has gone to. There's also like the Mandela sure. effect yeah. stuff, but yeah. um, there's also I mean the the the, the worst you ever heard of the worst simulation like where a yeah. Bitch, yeah. a video game yeah oh yeah. Like, Oh, this is all sorts of wild stuff. So I was just talking about oh, yeah. it with our friend Gorman. Um, he was here last weekend. And I was saying that there are theories. Some people believe that we're, we're this is the matrix because everyone's their own God. And essentially, like, you're in control. Of, like, when you're in it, you're kind of like in 3D. You're like that person in the game. But once you start realizing things and you start growing and ascending, you start kind of getting out of the game. You can still watch the game, but you're not like stuck like in your person anymore you kind of are like oh i get this more and you kind of get a bigger picture of everything so that is another theory <laughs> that's wild yeah. i mean, I, mean really, I, I know like you know, so recently because i mean the last few years have been pretty wild you know i mean again when you think about something as random as donald trump being elected president and that's something i mean it's a stupid thing but like the super bowl that the patriots were down 28 to 3 and then they won like that's people have pointed to that as like some sort of evidence of doing things like this like it's just all these wild occurrences to right now the you know what's going on with the pandemic or whatever mm-hmm. like, you know which is a conspiracy theory in itself yes Literally in every 20s, there's been some crazy thing like this. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. Almost like it was planned. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Almost like this shit was planned in advance or something. Mm, weird. Maybe. Like all these, all these, I always saw there was a thing, um, I, I, I didn't see the movie, but I think it's called Contagious. Uh, Contagion, Contagion. Contagion, sorry. Yeah, we didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I, I saw like a clip of it roaming around, uh, floating around on the internet, and it was essentially word for word, something that was uh, seen in that movie was like something that was basically copied and re said on uh, news broadcasts, which I thought was kind of strange. Like it was like word for word, like, like a two minute clip from the movie they were saying on like the news. I, yeah. I don't know what network, but yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Like, what? What is going on? Yeah, I, I didn't see that, but that is weird. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll try to find it and show it to you later. But yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was the guy, uh, whoever it was that was in the movie, was actually the, a newscaster now. Like, 
is really a newscaster. So he must have been cast in the movie because he's a newscaster. So I don't know. But essentially, he was doing the same exact dialogue from the movie, reporting on the current situation that's going on. So I thought that was kind of strange. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. But again, if you go... Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, you kind of want to believe that everything's on the up and up in life and there's nothing like nefarious going on. You're just existing and things are normal when things feel, you know, when things feel, you know, it's, I think, weirdly enough, I think about, um, you know, I think about like lines from um, the Joker and the Dark Knight and he talks about like, you know, even if something bad is, you know, happens, if it was planned and people expected it, it's fine. Nobody panics. But when something chaotic happens, something out of the ordinary, something that wasn't supposed to happen happens, people just go crazy, lose their minds. Because even if something horrific happens and you expected it and it was all part of the plan, it feels normal. It feels, you know, you know it feels, I mean, we've, even, we've gotten to a point in life where we normalize like young children dying from like horrific cancers that used to only impact really older people. And, yeah. but We've just accepted those things now, and they're just they're just so. But now this pandemic comes up, and it's throwing everything out of whack, and mm-hmm. people are losing their minds. They're for some inexplicable reason buying copious amounts of toilet paper. You go to the store. There's right. no toilet paper. There's no paper towels. It's like okay. I mean, we can use no different rags. There's no shortage of anything. I mean, yeah. all the, the the shelves being empty is people hoarding stuff, people going crazy, people. Yeah. Um, we're not in any danger of being short on food or supplies yeah. or water or any of these things. I mean, if this went on for a, a few years, we might. Yeah. But, you know, so all of this is all just artificially created panic when in reality, just listen to the good sound advice of stay home, limit your interactions, settle down. Things will get back to normal eventually. Yeah. But instead, it's what you know what I heard? Go to the store, buy 17 years worth of supplies, yeah. and go crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was, it's funny, too. I was talking about that, uh, this whole thing with my brother the other day, and I was telling him how gun sales are like at an all time high right now. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's because people are just realizing hey, the government's supposed to be keeping you know, tabs on everything and taking care of us. And I think more and more people are starting to realize the government isn't going to do shit for you. I mean, no. you know, in something like this, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's every man for himself. So people are going out and people that maybe were anti-gun or not so keen on owning a gun, every, they, they're buying them up. Like their guns are sold out everywhere, you know? It's and record, ammo. And yeah. ammo, yeah. It's record gun sales mm-hmm. everywhere. So people, I think, are starting to realize... uh I need to be able to care for myself and take care of my myself and my family and watch out for my own home because uh, I don't I don't care how anti-gun you are at three in the morning if your house is getting broken into by somebody and you're waiting for the police to show up you're gonna be yeah, wishing I mean, you had that gun especially right now where I mean some cities they're not enforcing certain crimes and right that's still, the other this thing is, this stuff is wild I mean yeah. I, our government knew about this months ago yeah. did nothing about it as a matter of fact some senators sold off their stock and made huge profit. <gasps> yes they <laughs> did mean, yeah yeah we, I mean that information's out there but that gets swept under the rug so they can talk about scary death tolls mm-hmm. and things like that and it's just like well it's, exactly it's people, mm-hmm but if you talk about this stuff, you talk about the fear mongering, it's like, 
well, you're not taking this seriously. It's like, no, I'm taking it very seriously. What I'm not taking seriously is what the news media is trying to do, which is get everybody all riled up, which is trying to drive people to the stores and things like that. And so they can get a stupid news camera out there so they can shoot the story so they can talk about the panic. Because if people weren't out in the streets panicking right now, what the hell are they reporting on? <laughs> like they have nothing to film. They exactly. have nothing to shoot. Thank you. Thank you. News media is a business. Exactly. It, it drives ratings. Of course. Yep. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the most fic- whether whether you're left, right, in the middle, yep. you know, blue, red, whatever whatever you believe, you know, the news is entertainment. And we stopped getting the news once news became entertainment. Yeah, that would when was that 2014 that it was signed into law that news can now be propagandized? I forget yeah. what year. Yeah, I yeah. think it was 2013 or 2014. Yeah. I know Obama, President Obama is the one that signed it into law that it's no, it, propaganda can be used on the American people now legally. So that I mean, that's pretty much what you've been seeing since then. Yeah. You know. The funny thing is, is it plays into conspiracy theories too, because I think about like the school shooting in Connecticut, where the, a lot of the conspiracy theory around that is based on some early reports that were just inaccurate, and all it really was was it was a game of telephone. Uncredible source told uncredible source told a news reporter who didn't fact check anything and just put the information out there. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there's no fact checking. It's more important to be first than it is to be right. Mm-hmm. And then there's never a has, there's no accountability for a retraction right. to say, Hey, we were wrong on this. It's yeah. just, don't no, keep moving along. Nothing to see here. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing the rise of more independent type journalists and like YouTube journalists and things like that, because it's people that are actually going out and going into their community and getting news right from, you know, the, the government source or the representative or the the person that was involved in the accident or the person that was the victim of a crime instead of going and relying on a news media outlet or whatever yeah. to give you their version of it. People are actually going out now and trying to get real news. And I, I think the majority of people now are starting to see through what the news on TV is. And they're starting to look at other sources for getting facts and getting data and things like that. I mean, because, yeah, like news now, it's like you said, it's a race to be first, not a race to be right. doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. It's did I get it first? Was I the first one to report it? And, yeah, no retraction. Like you said, you never see a retraction or hear of that. No, no, no. It's unfortunate. A, a journalist wildly, you know, throw out a wildly irresponsible report and they just swept under the rug. There's no accountability. They didn't lose their job because right. they didn't, they didn't yeah. do their job properly. It's just, uh, you know, move along. And yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole CNN versus Fox news versus this, and you know, one's Republican, the other's Democrat. Well, Hey, every, everybody needs an antagonist. So that's well, yeah. why does Fox yeah. news exist in the, in the vein that it does because CNN exists in the vein that it does. And if they both reported the same way, neither, you know, they'd be the same thing mm-hmm. and there'd be no need for two of them. You'd only need one. So exactly. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, then the sad thing is there's so many people who just look at it and they just, whatever they say, it's just like, oh, and they just take it in and, or the people who get their news from memes and things like that. And we just have this world where it's just like, everybody's fueled by misinformation and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not trying to sit here, you know, and, you know, say what's right, what's wrong. You should believe in this. You should believe in that. But everybody should formulate their own sets of beliefs and not, and not, not do it based on well I read on Facebook that this is this so it's got to <laughs> yeah. be real yeah. right I, I read this meme that is completely <laughs> false not an ounce of truth on it but it's got to be true because it's on the internet exactly right. yeah exactly. exactly yeah no absolutely yep 
Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. No, we're no. just like, you get it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah you no, get it. it. Exactly. The, yeah, the government and, the, and, and media and things like that really, really fire me up, especially mm-hmm. in instances like, you know, like this, where even you get so many people that just, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the, when the government's trying to distract us with something, start to wonder what they're doing because, or how, I mean, look at this stimulus bill that's passed and all the crap that they tack onto it. And uh-huh. nobody talks about that, but then they, they talk about people's voting records and oh, this guy voted against this or this lady voted against that. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe they voted against healthcare, but it was because there were 55 other things that they tacked on there for their special interest groups. But it's 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 a game. It's you want to talk about conspiracy theory. Now that's a conspiracy theory. The entire government in itself. Dude, yes. I I say shut it all down. You shut the country down. You want to shut that down? Shut the government down. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's done no good. Just let people go about their business. I guarantee you it, it won't happen, but if it did happen within Four or five months, we'd have this whole thing figured out. The economy would be roaring. Business would be booming. People would have jobs. People would have a purpose. People would have things to do. You put the government into the equation of anything, and they just fuck it up. Excuse my language. Politician was never intended to be a career. When you look at the right, you know, the the writing of the Constitution, it was supposed to be people like us. We'd run for a House seat or a Senate seat as a representative of the community that we are from, right? Because we understand the the needs and the troubles and the problems that face our community, and we go as a voice and act as that voice for our community. Now it's a career. Now it's somebody wants to be a career politician. They move to districts that they view vulnerable that they can win. They're not actually from there there's no term limits the the rate of of an incumbent winning their seat back is like something like 95 percent so once you get in you're there as long as you freaking want it's the worst so it sounds like what i'm feeling is maybe you should run for office (laughs) (laughs) i mean i ran for chaotic wrestling champion at one point that's right right, you did did. (laughs) no i i think uh at least new hampshire would be a better place with brian malonis (laughs) I've been taking care of us impassioned for some people's likings, you know, I, uh, um, I, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you know, how you hear me now, this is me like all the time. So I go into, I, you know, I have a, I have a corporate job that I go into and this is how I speak when I get fired up and fired up about something. And I've been told that it, uh, occasionally puts people off. Well, we find Um, it refreshing. And we appreciate you. it. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we like it. We're, we're cool with it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you got anything else you want to add? I mean, we've gone about an hour. Do you want, We can keep it rocking and rolling if you want to. I'll, I'll leave it up to you, my friend. I'm good. Hey, the kids are out. This is fun to have <laughs> social interaction with people. Yeah, this is the new <laughs> social interaction. The new adulting. <laughs> yes. I, you know, all I'm missing is like a nice cold beer here. I'm sipping my uh, my water. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, do we have any beer, but it wouldn't do you any good. It wouldn't do him any good. <laughs> it would not. But would speaking not. of things, we will be sending you a nice Homewrecker podcast mug for being That's a guest fantastic. on our show. And I think that um, I need to put into it also a bag of mini eggs for you. Oh, I would greatly appreciate that. I certainly love uh, mini eggs, and Michael's <laughs> not going to share. But that, that's what—that's really what the prod- podcast broke up over, you know. <laughs> well, I sent five pounds is. of mini eggs to you guys, and I, I mean, I just—I asked where should I send it, and Michael gave me his address, so that's what I used. And you I didn't get any of that stash. I mean, no, that's crazy. None. 
Wow. None. Never brought me even one of them. That's, uh, <laughs> I'll send that's you a bag. That's for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll send you, I'll send you some. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, the truth, the truth of it is, we, I mean, uh, Fury has two businesses. Um, his wife is busy. Michael has a kid now. All of us are just in very different spots in life than we were when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it was just getting to a point where it's harder and harder to find time to record. We also did 200 episodes. So it gets hard to like, what the hell are we going to come up with? And some of that's my fault because I don't feel comfortable talking and critiquing current wrestling product for a number of reasons, sure. um, but mainly because like, it's just, uh, it's, it's inappropriate for me working for a major company to criticize other products or, yeah. you know, criticize my friends publicly, where if I, if I do have something to say, I should say it to them in private and not, you know, make it satire on my, on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that limited our subjects to talk about, and really it was just a, it was a planning uh, and just a timing thing. It was just really hard. But then uh, the whole world's gone upside down, and we all have nothing but time on our hands now. So, you know. well, <laughs> if you ever want to talk about conspiracies or ghosts or aliens or anything like that, you're always welcome here. Of course, I, I love you know it's it's funny. I, I I'm not I wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. But I love reading them. Like I just, I think they're fascinating because what makes a good conspiracy theory is there's so much rooted in fact. Like there's, yeah. there are things that like that's what makes it plausible, and and that's sometimes what scares the bejesus out of you when you're just like that. That might totally be real. Like that could, yeah. like that's an. I don't know if it's true, but it's entirely possible yes. that, that it is. <laughs> yeah, that that's and I think because I've been into this stuff since I was. I was a teenager. I mean, I had to be 12 or 13 when I first started getting into actual conspiracy theories, but I was always into UFOs and Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and that kind of stuff ever since I was in grade school. So I've always been into this stuff, but that's the thing that I think has been most, and that may also be why I was kind of attracted to wrestling too, because it's something that's presented, well, not anymore, but it was at, at a time presented as something that was real, but it wasn't. And I don't know, for whatever reason, just my brain, I love that kind of stuff. I love to try to find out what's really real and what's really going on with stuff, you know? So, yeah, I've always been into this kind of stuff. But I know that a lot of it's obviously just hogwash. It's it's not real. Yeah. It's, but but there are those those certain ones where you go, whoa, wait a minute. that There's actually a lot to this. This could be like the Paul McCartney one, which oh, is like... J- JFK assassination J- another yeah. one, which is just like... Yeah, well, our government freaking killed the president of the United States. Yeah, like, I mean, this happened. Like, yeah, the, the impo- that's another one where, like, you read the just the the physical evidence again in nineteen sixty seven. I think he I, shot? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, he he died in sixty three. But uh, so at that point, you don't have the technology that they have today. Yeah. So everybody just thinks, oh, here's this random dude in a clock tower or wherever he was that shot long range and blew the head off of, a, of the president. And then you start to look at the physical evidence. You start to, and even then they had it figured out a little bit. Um, but now, especially with all the technology and things we understand now, like there's no way, you know, Oswald killed JFK. There's just no possible way. I, like, right. I agreed. <laughs> agreed. And, and uh, I know that they released a lot of the documents related to the case, a lot of the it's classified stuff, yeah. but it, but it was nothing of any consequence. Like there was nothing yeah. groundbreaking or anything in there. And there's still parts of those files that are sealed. 
that they sealed for another 50 years. So it's like, what are they hiding? Like, what are they hiding? They're waiting for everybody and their ancestors to be dead before we find out the truth? So I think it's important to teach our kids to care about it and them teach, like, teach your grandkids to care about it. I, I guess. I, I think one funny observation, and, and you know, we, we start to wrap up if you'd like, but one funny observation I thought I saw recently, and it was like a meme or something. It was like, well, we know aliens don't exist because if they did, Donald Trump would have told us by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's tremendous. But are, it, are there not security clearances higher than the president of the United States? Right? Oh, of course that- there are. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing too. I mean, this is a, this is getting into a whole other conspiracy. But the president of the United mm-hmm. States really being in charge of everything? Come on, like you know, the guy's there for four, yeah. maybe eight years tops. That's it. So obviously, there's going to be people above him that call the shots. That he's essentially a figurehead, if you really think about it. I mean, yes, of course he does have some power, but anything of great consequence you would think there's got to be somebody above him because he's not there forever you know he's not he's not there long term i think i mean there's people that are there's pe- there's people that can make the argument that there are some bureaucratic positions like office jobs and clerical positions things like that that actually may have a little bit more say in what goes on with policy and stuff like that than the president does because they're there for essentially you know 20 30 years it's their career Whereas this guy's yeah, well, there for a couple, you know? Yeah, Congress is more, more. I mean, we just think of like, a, and I just I said I was in school, I just took a politics course and I was talking about the Constitution. And Congress is the most powerful, you know, part of our entire government. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's no term limits. These people are right. there for life. And how do they make uh, millions know? doing that, I wonder? Living off What's the ta- How do they make millions, I wonder, like earning from the taxpayers' dollars that are given to them? How do they... They must be really good at saving and investing, I guess. I think we yeah. just found out when those senators sold all their stock. I think we just yes, found out. Yes, yes. Well, why, why do some of these... You know, people th- talk about, you know, uh, you look at the Democratic primary and people talk about, um, well, why are these people who have no chance? Why are they staying in? Why are they staying in so long? And things like that. Well, it's because... You, you increase your visibility to the public. So in reality, even if you think you have no chance, but you can get on uh, the debates, you can get on the national stage, you can showcase yourself. Uh, look at the, the Pete Buttigieg, you know, the mayor of like South Bend, Indiana, runs for president. All of a sudden, he's one of the, a key political figure in the Democratic Party. And six months ago, eight months ago, he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Like So uh, when you think about the people's champion, Bernie, the Bernie Sanders, all these people love Bernie Sanders. He was a guy who went from four years ago, he ran for president. His net worth was like half a million dollars. Now he's worth like three million dollars why do people do this because because even if you lose you've increased your visibility people are going to pay you to make speeches people are going to pay you to write books people are going to tell you to do those sorts of things it's a business government is a business i was going to say or if you're in bernie's case people hillary clinton are going to pay you to drop out of the race (laughs) well it was either drop out or be murdered by her true get suicided so uh i take the money (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> hey, you know. Well, that's none of my business. Well, Ep- Epstein didn't kill himself, right? Oh, gosh. Another conspiracy. Another theory. one. Like, Another. That one. See, that, see, this is where you have to pick and choose if you're, you know, these high profile people. You know, Jeffrey Epstein connected to politicians and actors and all these very powerful, very rich people who he has very deep, dark secrets on. 
you knew once this dude was, I mean, this dude's going into general population, like, come on. Like, you know, like, this dude's going to end up dead. He's not making it to trial. Like, you knew that. And then it happens, like, oh, he committed suicide. Like, come on. Did he now? Okay. Wow. Sure. We got to ask now. Sure he did. So. Okay. (laughs) There are thoughts that certain celebrities are using their social media accounts to communicate with each other secretly. Have you heard about any of this? I have. I haven't heard this. No, I I can't speak to it as far as like what's going on. But there's a number of, I guess, celebrity blue checkmark accounts, actors, politicians, whatever. The banner on their Twitter accounts has gone from whatever their background was to like a solid color. It, it did different colors, but just blank with just a and. and the speculation is that they're secretly communicating with each other about something. We well, don't know what, not just but something. that, but there's theories about like th- certain things they're saying that don't quite make any sense because it's code. I don't so, want to get into any of that though, because it's, it's it's that's too far a rabbit hole to go down. Okay, but I'm just gonna <laughs> say if that. he if he heard about it. So the whole Madonna thing, she was doing the Vogue. But she was like changing the words around. She was in her bathroom, dance, like singing into her hairbrush. Did you see that video on Twitter? I have, I have not. So no. it's Madonna. So Madonna is, um, I guess, in her bathroom, and somebody's like filming her, and she's singing Vogue, but she's changing the words, and um, she's like saying something about like, let's go get some fried fish. There's no more pasta, and we got to get fried fish. And if you look at all the comments, they're talking about how with all these kind of conspiracy type entertainer groups um something i guess was it like pasta was like little boys and fried fish meant something else so there's no more little boys for us so we're gonna go do this so they're implicating like pedophilia rings and um that's why i said i didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. i know but i, I just want to <laughs> see like have you heard of that at all I haven't. I mean, I knew the Jeffrey Epstein connection to like that private island and sex trafficking and things of that nature. Uh, again, this was not a good person, and he was connected to a lot of very, very high-profile people. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, when you are when you are rich and you're powerful, um, there are certain things that all of a sudden just get opened up to you. Do I, you know, I I don't know if I believe in things like the Illuminati or anything like that, but I do believe that there is a large network of wealthy people out there that know how to acquire anything that they may desire, whether it's legal, illegal. uh, You know, I I think there is, um, you know, I think there are, I think there are things at play <laughs> at play like that. Very, uh, very the, the underbelly kind of of society. Again, when you're rich and powerful, you can kind of we we live in a world in a society where we elevate these people and they have you know wealth and power and it's it's so weird that um, you know you see these people on TV. Uh, I mean, to a much uh, and I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but to a much lesser extent, there are people who interact with me online and they just assume I'm a good person. They don't know me. Like, you know, I'll have like a fan reach out to me or something. And, you know, it's like, and they're just, again, they're just assuming I'm like this great person or whatever. I like to think I'm a pretty good person. I was going to say, but you are a good, you're a great person. (laughs) You're a wonderful person. But for all of us, like all of us put these people on a pedestal, you know? So when they, when they fall, when you think of like people like Bill Cosby or things like that, like people like that, when they, you know, when they fall, it's like this shocking thing. And it's just like, well, I really had no basis to ever assume that Bill Cosby was a good person. Like, I just, because he was on television. Because he's I good at playing assumed, it. Yeah. 
like I, I just assumed he was a good person. Yeah. <laughs> and, you no, know, like that's a fabulous um, point. Yeah, we do that with we do that with celebrities all the time. So when they do when something horrendous comes out about them, what? How could that? How could that happen? How could that be? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like. Well, because there's a certain percentage of the population that are dirtbags, and that's just because you're rich and powerful doesn't exclude you from being a dirtbag. You're just a talented dirtbag who found a way to make a lot of money. But, you know, in every form of society, again, there's a certain amount of percentage that are just dirtbags. That applies across all society, no matter whether you're rich, poor, famous, not famous. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, you know, and again, I think for some people, I mean, and we've seen it, Al, I mean, we've seen people in our lives who have gone on to, um, fame and money and things like that. And we've seen guys who, um, are the same person, the same good, decent human being that they were before. And we've seen people who let it go to their head and just become a changed person. So, um, I, I think it's I think it's funny, but yeah, I think I mean the Jeffrey Epstein thing was that was even one even the whole public was like all right all right hold on yeah. here, like I've never seen I've never seen an entire population just go okay now you've gone too far this is too convenient but what this happened too- what came from it other than like funny memes what really came from it that's, exactly that's, and that's the exactly. thing exactly yeah that's the thing like people know and they I mean you may not know on a conscious level but I think everybody everybody on an unconscious level has to know something's off you've got yeah. to at this point I would just I mean just common whatever makes you a human you've got to know something's just not right something's just a little off but somebody, know, somebody got a lot of money to go into this guy's cell and kill him like whether that, right. was, whether that yeah. was a guard whether that was somebody they let waltz into the prison somebody got paid a lot of money to go kill this guy to make sure a lot of very powerful people's deep dark secrets didn't get out in the open yeah. or he was taken out of the prison and he escaped and he's still alive that's another theory just not, oh, <laughs> not around yeah mm-hmm. i've heard i've heard that one too and that one I, i'm not i'm not saying that one has any reason to be deemed less Credible than anything else. I mean, well, he, yeah, he himself is a rich, powerful person. Exactly. You know, like it's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's completely, it's completely possible. Or you think about like, uh, you know, why do, like, how did Whitey Bulger escape, you know, being caught for all these years? And then it was almost like, all right, well, now it's time for me to just go get, go get caught. And then what? He was killed how quickly in, in jail? You know? Well, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. There are things like, yeah, yeah there, are, <laughs> there are conspiracy theories. I, I don't, I don't know where the definition of conspiracy theory and just like, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on here and people are trying to protect their, protect their hides, protect their asses a little bit, you know, everybody's yeah. got yeah. a contingency plan. I mean, uh, like another thing just kind of coming a little more current, I think it was something like over 200 CEOs of major organizations and companies have resigned in the last like four or five months, right, right you, before all this right before all this hit. crap happened. So yeah. that's another thing that lends to the conspiracy aspect of everything going on. Is is this something that they all knew was going to happen? Is this something they all prepared for? Because I know uh, a lot of rich, powerful elites. I'm putting my hands up, you know, in quotes that they were buying bunkers, they were relocating out of the United States. A lot of people taking off, leaving, selling stocks, things like Remember that. Remember when everyone was moving to New Zealand? I wonder if this was Yeah, the I, I don't know. Thing. I mean, they, they had to maybe didn't know this is what was coming, but they knew something was coming. And well, there's I mean, no there's no way to at, argue that. 
we knew what was happening with this. We knew it was going to, I mean, uh, the response the go- from the government was pretty terrible in this. And again, um, you're talking about the people who sold off stocks were, uh, had, were privy to daily briefings on COVID-19. Uh, they knew exactly what was coming. They sold off stocks rather quickly. Again, Bob Iger from Disney resigns. Bill Gates steps down from the board of Microsoft all to just go right into philanthropy. Before this happens, like, um, is it Lockheed Martin, like their CEO, another mm-hmm. like defense company, yeah. like all these powerful. And I, I was noticing this and thinking before this all even blew out. I, geez, because I, I, I try to keep up on like business things and read business articles. And I had a conversation with someone like, this is weird. Like all these, it was actually Jamie, <laughs> like all these people are, uh, you know, resigning from, you know, these companies. This is weird. Like this yeah. is weird for all yeah. this to be to be happening and you know yeah i mean i think i mean again do i think i mean this is obviously a very real thing you know i you know what, how you believe it started or what that i won't get into that maybe maybe that'll be like a five years down the line episode yeah. right of yeah. my beliefs on all this but people knew this was coming people knew how hard it was going to hit mm-hmm. i don't know if our if our government was in denial uh, or certain people in our government were in denial and didn't feel the need to try to take measures to prevent it beforehand or or anything like that but people knew this were coming people knew it could get bad like two months ago and if you read certain things there's belief that this was here you know as early as like december and you know you know i think i mean i think about i'm not saying i had this this is not me saying oh my god i had this but i like i think it was like early like late december early january i had like a upper respiratory thing it wasn't mm-hmm. the flu it lasted for a good like two weeks. i remember people at work like oh my god you still have that cough and i'm like yeah it just won't it just won't go away but it wasn't bad enough for me to like go to the doctor and who knows mm-hmm. i mean you don't really know again i'm not trying to say i had covid 19 or anything no like yeah because like yeah. we had the like, same thing go through our family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So we don't really know how long this has been here. You know, I know that, you know, there's, there were spikes in flu deaths this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, you don't, we don't know. And you know what, the more, the more we all think we know, you know, I, I think of some of the facts that we were taught as kids, we were taught that there was nine planets and that we're alone and all these things. And now we know there's billions of planets, there's an infinite amount of planets, including inhabitable ones. And all these things that are fact, fact, this is fact. And then 10 years later, oh, that's not a fact anymore. But wait, facts don't change. Um, you know, yeah. you know I, such a, I, such I, an ski, such a, such a good, astute observation. Yes, an astute observation. <laughs> Thank you. I'll call, I'll call it human arrogance. I think there's a lot of mm. human arrogance. That's like when people talk about like the end of the world. It's like, well, I hate to break it to you people. The end of human existence is not the end of the world. <laughs> the, the planet has had, what, seven mass extinctions? Uh, yeah. You know, so. Uh, I mean, just because humans don't exist doesn't mean that this planet isn't going to continue for another few billion years. So exactly. there's a lot of human arrogance. It's the end of their world, not right. the world. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most important thing in history. And I, I, the, the thing that always puts into perspective for me is, and we can end on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going down these weird rabbit holes. But the thing that always puts into perspective for me is like if the history of the earth was a book, like humans would show up in the last sentence of the last paragraph. <laughs> like, that's that's how insignificant we are to the history of this planet. So take it for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'd have to agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been fun. This it has, has been super fun. So to wrap it up, is there anything you want to tell the listeners? Social media, anything you want to plug? 
Well, I mean, please don't think I'm a crazy person after listening to this episode. No, I he's still not. follow my pro wrestling <laughs> career. <laughs> I think it made, if anything, it made you even more awesome and you should have more fans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter at, at Brian Malonis, Instagram, Brian Malonis KP. I don't have a podcast anymore, so... Uh, uh, Which I'm very sad piece, about. So. <laughs> oh, but yes, book your pro wrestling t-shirt store. Yep, brianmalonis.com, some great t-shirts, uh, you know, up there if you're so inclined. I will say, um, you know, for those listening, um, go support the people out there. There's a lot of people in wrestling who, you know, were doing well financially with wrestling, and then now there is no wrestling. So I would say I'm very fortunate right now. Um, knock on knock on wood, even though it's a glass table. I have I'm knocking a, on wood for you. <laughs> I have a job that you know i can still support my family on right now i mean who knows how you know six months from now we'll see what happens but uh, right now you know i'm fortunate enough so go support them um go support and you know uh, support if you if you can it's uncertain times take care of your own first and yeah. for the love of god stay home please stay home because sooner or later i'd like to get back to doing all the things that i love yes. and enjoy Stay home, listen and watch our podcast, and right. that's all. We're putting out some bonus episodes, too, for people, so, yeah. You can call this the mental meltdown of Brian Malonis, this episode. <laughs> all right. You got we, it. We have our title now. There it is. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, you hang on for just a second, if you don't mind. We'll, we'll uh, go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. So, until next time. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. And you can find us on Twitter at HomeRecordPod, on Instagram, HomeRecordPodcast, and our website, HomeRecordPodcast.com. I forgot you all did, of that. but I got your back. All right. My trophy and, wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the HomeRecordPodcast. Podcast.